Hello, and thanks for joining me. This is Steve Gretsch, and I'm the host of a podcast called A Different Drummer. I, I, um, I find myself messing up my the name of my own show at times, so I have to edit in a different one. But uh, anyway, <laughs> i calling calling this uh, podcast A Promised Gospel Part 2, um, Pass It On. Uh, the, the first part of this uh, podcast, it came from Romans 1, 1 through 2. Paul says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the process of God, the Lord, promising salvation in the Old Testament and calling uh, and, and that being portrayed as the gospel in the new. And what is the gospel? Well, we're going to find out because I had that question and uh, it, it just seemed like a generic term to me um, when I was taking my, my Bible classes. And so I did a little research to find out what is the gospel. And um, thankfully, my church really emphasizes and preaches on that, what the gospel is. And it's such a blessing. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, the promised gospel is, uh, in the New Testament is fulfilled in the person and work of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, 1-5, it says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, when you re- uh, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. There we go. If you, go- if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Isn't that amazing? That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. So there you have it, the fulfillment of the gospel, the promised uh, gospel um, beforehand through the prophets. The, the, the fulfillment is Christ, is Christ Jesus. Um, so we look to Jesus. We look to Christ. In John 6.40, it says, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up in the la- at the last day. So uh, the Old Testament speaks of salvation the new, uh, as a promise in the, the gospel, Paul tells us. And then it brings us to the gospel, brings us to Christ, and Christ gives us salva- uh, salvation and eternal life. This is the next life. Um, so it's, uh, it's a gift. This is all a gift. There's nothing we can do to deserve this. In Ephesians 2 8 through 10, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So it's a gift of God. It's a gift. And uh, the gospel, the gospel is for eternal life. It's the next life. Um, 
But there are benefits, obviously, in this life, too. John 17.3 says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So that's, uh, that's, that's it, that we know Christ. Um, I have a kind of a summary here of the gospel in Galatians. In Galatians 1.3.4 sums it up really well. It says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. So, um, the gospel um, had a progression of, of the Old Testament's uh, saints. That There again being Isaiah. I like to say, talk about Isaiah and talk about David. Um, these, are, these are men that wrote about salvation and Paul's referring to them as the gospel. So as a result of our salvation and us believing in Jesus Christ, believing that he is the one that that the Lord God sent, that uh, that, that he was sent to earth um, to die for our sins and trusting in him and trust uh, as our Savior and repenting of our sin, he has us in his grip. In John 10, 29, it says, My Father, who has given them up to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. It's it's a done deal. Uh, we are held by his grip. We have a lady in our church that ends one of her, whenever she does any correspondence, she says, held by his grip. I just love that. I just, how can you not love that? Um, uh, the, the other thing that's pretty neat is in the Old Testament, in Isaiah. I, it, I'm going back to Isaiah an awful lot, I'm finding. And uh, it, it makes sense. <laughs> There's so much in there. Jesus did a lot of his quotes uh, and, and things from Isaiah as well. So 49.16, it says, See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. I had a teacher once uh Mentioned, he said, when the nails went through our Savior's hands, they they also pierced my name, um, which kind of gives it sends chills down my spine actually to think about it. So the nails pierced his hands; my name was there because he's engraved them on his on the palms, engraved my name on the palms of his hands. It's all true. Uh, the result of the gospel, I, I like to look at this First Thessalonians verse one nine, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell us how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. So this is the result of of the gospel promised in the Old Testament, fulfilled in Christ, and what happens is that through through faith, um, that we turn from the idols that we serve on this earth, and we, we turn to God. And uh, it's a complete turnaround. Um, we, don't, we don't go back. And as a result of this, this gospel, and us turning and serving God, God gives us opportunities. In Colossians 4, 5, it says, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. I love that verse. Making the most of every opportunity is, it's, it's amazing. So when I'm at work or in my day, um, sometimes opportunities come up and there'll be a chance to talk to someone 
about God, about the scriptures. Point them to this. I po- try to point people to scripture because it's the word of God that changes us. It changes our hearts. The Holy Spirit uses the God's word to change us. Um, we need to be willing to listen. So um, that's a it's a it's a work of God. It's a it's amazing. So uh, as we as we um, uh, take advantage of these opportunities, we can proclaim them. It says in First Peter two nine, "You are chosen, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession." that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. So there we have it. We proclaim the excellencies of Christ. So what we have here, we've got a flow here going. We have the promised gospel in the Old Testament. We have the, the gospel in the New Testament, Christ as the fulfillment of that. We then, uh, we, we become converted and... Um, become believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we proclaim it. And so the result is, uh, and I, I like the, when we do proclaim it, I like to point to the, the book of Acts, because there's three basic responses when we proclaim Christ to others, when we, and share the gospel. And Acts 17, 32 through 34 says, when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, Some of them sneered, but others said, We want to hear you again on this subject. At that, Paul left the council. Some of the people became followers of Paul and believed. So what happens when we share the gospel? We need to, you know, I expect this. It's, uh, it's, It's nothing new, and it's still true today. Some will sneer. Some will procrastinate. Say we want to hear, you know, we'd like to hear this later, but we're not willing to do anything about it now. And others will believe, and that is true. It was true then, and it's true today. So, um, in all this, God does a work. In First Corinthians three seven, it says, "So neither one, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is is really anything." It doesn't say really there, is is anything, but only God who makes things grow. We are we are the vessels that God uses. And we are his ambassadors. This gospel uh, was promised so long ago is so useful to the world. Uh, as they are in need. We, are, we were all in need. We are all sinners. So uh, I kind of like to throw in this uh, last verse. It's a, we, have an ac- we have access to the throne, the throne of grace in this life. Um, during our walk here, during our journey on this planet, in Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help help us in our time of need. God provides everything we need. He's provided access to his throne. When the Lord Jesus said, It is finished, the temple, the, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. And we had full. There was a there was a symbolic access to God at that point, and we as believers have access to the throne when we have trouble, and God does act. So there is the gospel, um, the pro, uh, the whole thing from Old Testament to New. Hope, hopefully, um, hopefully it was a blessing to you as it's been to me, 
and um, I, I'm learning uh, just just as the, along with you guys in this, and hopefully that um, that you will be blessed through this uh, through this time together. Anyways, there you, there we have it. Take care and have a great day.